Sultan. Today we'll be reading another chapter of Matilda by Ronaldo. So the name of the chapter is The Trunch Bowl and it's the eighth chapter. So let's get started. In the interval, Miss Honey left the classroom and headed straight for the headmistress study. She felt widely excited. She had just met a small little girl who possessed, or so it seemed to her, quite extraordinary qualities of brilliance. There had not been time yet to find out exactly how brilliant the child was, but Miss Honey had learned enough to realize that something had to be done about it as soon as possible. It would be ridiculous to leave a child like that stuck in the bottom hole. Normally, Miss Honey was terrified for the headmistress and kept away from him, but at this moment she felt ready to take on anybody. She knocked at the door and dreaded private study. Enter, boomed the deep and dangerous voice of Miss Trunchbull. And if you don't know, Miss Trunchbull is the headmistress of the school in which Matilda studies. Miss Honey went in. Now, most head teachers are chosen because they possess a number of fine qualities. They understand children and they have the children's best interest at heart. They are sympathetic. They are fair and they are deeply interested in education. Miss Trunchbull possessed none of these qualities and however she got her present job was a mystery. She was above all of the formidable female. She had once been a famous athlete and even now the muscles are still clearly in evidence. You could see them in the bull neck, in big shoulders with thick arms and sweeney wrist and in powerful legs. Looking at her, you got the feeling that was someone who could bend iron bars and chew telephone directories in half. Her face, I'm afraid, was neither a thing of beauty nor a joy forever. She had an obstinate chin, a cruel mouth and small arrogant eyes. And as for her clothes, they were, to say at least, extremely odd. She always wore a brown cotton smock which was pinched in around the vest with a wide leather belt. The belt was fastened in front of an enormous silver buckle. The massive thighs were emerged from out of the smock were encased in a pair of extraordinary breeches, bottle green in color and made of coarse twill. These breeches reached just below the knees and from there down the sorted green stockings with top turn-up tops which display her calf muscles to perfection. On her feet she wore flat-heeled brown bruises with leather flaps. She looked in short more like a rather eccentric and bloodthirsty follower of stag hounds and then the headmaster's was a nice school for children. When Miss Honey entered the study, Miss Trunchbull was standing beside her huge desk with a look of scowling impatience on her face. Yes, Miss Honey, she said. What is it you want? You are looking very flushed and flustered this morning. What's the matter with you? Have those little stinkers been flicking spitballs at you? No, said Mistress, nothing like that. Well, what is then? Get it on with. I am a busy woman. As she spoke, she reached out and poured herself a glass of water from the jug that was always on her desk. There's a little girl in my uh, class called Matilda, Wormwood. Miss Honey began, that's the daughter of the man who owns the Wormwood motors in the village. Miss Trunchbull barked. She hardly ever spoke in a normal voice. She either barked or shouted. An excellent person, Wormwood, she went on. I was in there only yesterday. He saw me a car, almost new, only done 10,000 meals. Previous owner was an old lady which took out once a year at most. The terrific bargain. 
He's a like warm word, a real pillar of a society. He told me the daughter was a bad lot though. She said to watch her. He said if anything bad ever happened in the school, it was certain to be his daughter who did it. I haven't met the little brat yet, but I'll know about it when I do. Her father says she's a real brat. Oh no, headmistress, they can be right. Miss Honey cried. Oh yes, Miss Honey, it turned well as right. In fact, now I came to think of it, I'll bet she was the one who put that sting bomb under my desk here the first thing this morning. The place tanked like a seawall. Of course it was her. I shall have it for that. You see, I don't. What she looked like last year, warm, I'll be bound. I've discovered, Miss Honey, during my long career as a teacher, that a bad girl is far more dangerous creature than a bad boy. What's more, they're harder to squash. Squashing a bad girl is like trying to squash a blue bottle. You bang down on it and the drowned thing is in her. Nasty, dirty things little girls are. Glad I never was one. Oh, but you must have been a little girl once, headmistress. Surely you were not long and vain, Miss Trunchbull burst, grinning. I became a woman very quickly. <laughs> she completely off her rocker. Miss Honey told us that she's brainy as a butt bag. Miss Honey stood resolutely before the headmistress, or once she was not going to be browbeaten. I must tell you, headmistress, that you are completely mistaken about Matilda putting a stun bomb under your desk. I'm never mistaken, Miss Honey. But headmistress, the child only arrived in school this morning and came straight into my classroom. Don't argue with me, for heaven's sake, woman. This little brute mustn't or whatever her name is has sting bone. Must hurry. There's no doubt about that. Thank you for suggesting me. But I didn't suggest it, headmistress. Of course you did. Now what does it you mean, Miss Trunchbull? Why are you wasting my time? I came to talk to you about Matilda, headmistress. I have extraordinary things to report about the child. May I please tell you what happened in the class this morning? I suppose she set fire to his car and scratch your snickers. Miss Trunchbull snorted. No, no. Matilda is a genius at the mention of his word. Miss Trunchbull's face turned purple and her whole body seemed to swell up like a bullfrog's. A genius? She shouted. What a piffle are you talking about, madam? He must be out of your mind. I have a father's word for that child is a gangster. Her father is wrong, headmistress. Don't be a twerp, Miss Honey. You have met the little beast for only half an hour and her father was known her of her life. But Miss Honey was determined to have her say, and now she began to describe some of the amazing things Matilda had done with arithmetic. If you haven't watched out the arithmetic chapter, check it out. So she learned a few tables by heart, has she? My dear woman, that doesn't make her a genius. It makes her fatted. But headmaster, she can read. So can I, snapped. It's my opinion, Miss Honey said, that Matilda should be taken out of the form and placed immediately at the top form with 11-year-olds. Ha! Snorted Miss Rowan. So you wanted to get rid of her to you so you can handle her? So now you wanted to unload her onto the wretched Mr. Pinsol in the top form where she'll cost even more cares. No, no, crying. that's not my reason at all. Oh, yes, it is, Mr. Trunchbull shouted. I can see right through your little plot, madam, and my answer is no. Matilda says wherever is it, and it's up to you that she behaves herself. But headmistress, please. Not another word, shouted Miss Trunchbull. And in any case, I have a rule in the school that all children remain in their own age group regardless of ability. Great Scott, I'm not having a little five-year-old bring and sitting with the senior girls and boys in the top form. Whoever heard of such a thing? Miss Honey stood there helpless before the giant 
red-necked giant. There was a lot more she would like to have, but she had knew it was useless. She said softly, Very well. Then it's up to you, headmistress. You are drained, right? It's up to me, Miss Trunchbull loud. And don't forget, madam, that we are dealing her with little Wiper who put a sting bomb under my desk. She did not do this, headmistress. I'm telling you. Of course she did it, Miss Trunchbull boomed. And I'll tell you what, I wish heavens I was still allowed to use the bridge in a bell that I did in the good old days. I've roasted Matilda's bottom for her so she couldn't sit down for a month. Miss Honey turned and walked out of the study, feeling depressed but by no means defeated. I'm going to do something about this son, she told herself. I don't know what it'll be, but I shall find a way to help her in the end. So guys, that was the chapter number I hope you liked it. Please. Uh, so see how, how cruel her headmistress is. So just don't forget to uh, follow the page and the podcast and share it with your friends. I'll see you guys in the next chapter. So till then, stay tuned. Take care and bye bye.